0: Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining the conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we dive into authentic and vulnerable stories with our guests because we believe it's important to have these conversations to learn and grow from one another. So subscribe to make sure you get your weekly dose of inspiration. Today, I'm chatting with Vic Wylin, a Thunder Bay local who is striving to create a life of art. Pursuing her passion, she's working full-time as an artist and yoga teacher, with her inspiration being drawn from Great Lake Superior and her yoga practice. Vic's here to share how you can connect with nature and tap into the inspiration around you, how to harness your creative side, and the importance of shifting your perspective to see yourself as an artist, even if you feel like you're the furthest thing from it. Let's get to it.
1: us a little bit about yourself. Currently in my life I'm working as an artist and a yoga teacher as well as an environmental technician but my real true I'd say passions lie with art and yoga at the moment in my life that's what I'm working towards and yeah as a person I consider myself to be fun-loving and creative and joyful and a bit of a dreamer. Mm, I think that's something
0: that we all should be more of like I really admire you how you get these ideas and you pursue
1: them and you just go after them have you always been this way uh I think so yeah I think since I was a little girl I've kind of had the idea of living sort of a magical life and being creative yoga I don't think came into the picture until I started to get a little bit older and needed to harness all of that energy and all of the crazy thoughts that I I have. So it's kind of been a work in progress. I like
0: it to live a more magical life and to be a dreamer. Yes. You know, I feel like there's so many boxes that we can put ourselves in or so many like if you're in your head, like so many reasons why you can't pursue this path. Yet if you give yourself a little bit of space to explore, that's really where the magic's found. Would you agree?
1: Yes, I would agree. And I would say that I definitely have given myself the space to explore in my life. I've dedicated a lot of time to just taking trips and exploring and having that freedom to be able to create or practice yoga. So that's kind of what's led me to where I am now. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Travel has been a huge influence for me. Yes, as it has. I know it has been for you. Yes. So tell me, like, what does travel mean to you? What has it been for you? What has travel infused
1: into your life? Travel has, for me, infused ideas and inspiration and has been kind of a, a place for me to re-energize myself and, like, get realigned with what I want and also... To just see the world ever since I was a little kid. I think my first trip was with family friends to Florida and I was like 12. And that experience of going away and seeing something new just ignited this passion to want to always do it, to want to pursue that on my own. And that's kind of where it all began.
0: So where is your favorite place
1: you've been or the most inspiring places you've been? I think my favorite place is Mexico. Oh, cool. If I could go anywhere like quickly, it would be there. To surf or get to the beach or create. I love Mexico. I love the Spanish culture, and but I I love also India. Nice. Yeah. India is a
0: place I haven't been yet, but it's high up on my list. I feel like it's a country that has a lot of depth. You just sort of see the full extremes of life there. Totally.
1: You know the highs and the lows and. Yes, you get you get like a huge assortment of experiences in such a short time with the culture and the temperature. It tests you as a person, your patience. It tests your confidence. It's just a big bag of everything. So tell
0: me, on your travels, what is something that you've witnessed in one of your trips that's really touched your heart? And how did that change you? When
1: I was in India, um, this might have been like four years ago now, but I, I went there to learn as much as I could with yoga and trainings and courses. There's such a wide variety of things there that you can do for an affordable price and people that are like really skilled at these types of things go there to hold workshops so it's just a great place if you want to get more into healing so I took a Reiki course while I was there I ended up coach surfing in Kashmir which was the northern tip of India bordering Pakistan and in the house that I was coach surfing at a woman who was around my age at the time a young woman she was born there raised there never left and she had basically just this beautiful energy and she was a seamstress and she sewed and she like loved to do all the things that I loved to do but wasn't able to leave the house and her parents didn't have very much so she was struggling she had a toothache I was playing around with with Reiki and we had a session and I ended up doing something with her for like an hour and her pain after that was gone so and her gratitude from that experience because she'd never had that type of treatment or touch I think it was more so the touch and like the the directed energy and like love that I was sort of trying to direct to her that I think is what made her relax to the point where she could let go of like the pain that she was holding on to it's getting to meet her and to witness her life and like live in her space and see how she managed as like a 20 year old young woman in India and like what she was allowed to do and what she wasn't allowed to do that was a really touching moment for me and because you could see yourself in her shoes like easily sort of like totally so
0: relatable right yeah yeah and just think like how different life could be just being born
1: yes somewhere else in the world exactly which yeah I don't think we think about enough being from where we're from
0: And I don't think unless you get out and experience something else and see it firsthand, it's like you can see it on TV or you can read about it in the book, but it's not necessarily the same. Yeah, totally. It sort of
1: expands you in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. You have to go out and explore and have those thoughts and make those opinions based on your own experiences. Otherwise, it just won't have the same value.
0: I think traveling is really cool, especially as an artist, because for you, you've evolved over the past decade of pursuing your art and creating yeah. and painting is mm-hmm. your medium. Yes. And it's like being able to see after any time you've gone on one of these trips, you come back and there's just that little bit of a difference in the way that you, the colors you use or the totally. things that you're painting or what you're doing. it's a. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think travel has a huge impact on what artists in general create. You see so many different things. You also have the time to create the space for yourself to really think about what it is that inspires you. Mm-hmm. So that time that you're giving yourself is what then leads to creativity. So yeah. do you think, because
0: most people would look at you, and because you, you sell paintings, that you are an artist? What do you think of the idea that everybody is or can be an
1: artist I 100% think that everybody can be an artist I think it's sort of becoming known that like anything that we do as people is art anything that's that that becomes routine or habit that you take to like a another level that you're an expert at or that you're passionate about is is a form of art music food the way you paint your house the way you fold your clothes the way, the way you live you, essentially yeah. the way you live life mm-hmm. is art absolutely
0: I remember I had that epiphany I was in Bali and I used to be one of those people who used mm. to be like I am not creative I grew up as an athlete
1: mm-hmm. I
0: was really good in sports you know soccer volleyball running whatever yes. when it came to drawing or anything artistic uh-huh. quote-unquote I was like stick people yeah <laughs> so I used to always be like you know shy away from it or whatnot but but I now epiphany- you're
1: like a fide artist and you know
0: it but even before doing this yeah yeah i am and i know it um but even before how tell us how but even before pursuing even like podcasting and creating, being you know journaling and writing every day Mm -hmm. it's like i had this shift in mentality where it was just like literally it was a paradigm shift of the way that i saw the world where i was like yes whoa I remember. I yeah. wasn't doing anything different. It's just one day while I was traveling, this hot thought hit me. Totally. Holy shit. Life is
1: art. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm an artist. Yes. And my life is the masterpiece. Yes. I think my first or second paintings ever, yeah. I might have been 16, it was painted on drywall, which my dad... Kind of like had leftovers of and I was too young and poor at the time to buy actual canvas yeah so I painted this long vertical piece on drywall that said painting is life life is a painting all mm. intricately and like to know that and feel that at like 16 we all have moments where things just click yeah I love that. Life is thing. a painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> it is. So poetic. I'm going to start just using that. Yeah. yeah. Life is a painting. What colors are you painting Write with? Write mantra down. Okay, so what colors are you painting with? What
1: colors are the, the primary colors of your artwork right, right now? now? Oh, that's a nice question. I'm trying to experiment more with softer tones so i'm like, talking about in your life oh yeah this okay. is a deeper
0: question this isn't actually the colors your art of my life yeah
1: the colors of your life like right how now i see my life in color um and maybe it is the colors you're using yeah for the i think it would tr- i would translate as being the same like i'm i'm working and feeling a little bit more soft a little more serene a little more gentle so beiges and like nice mauves and golds and silvers and tones that just kind of evoke like sensitivity surrender and and I think like love and that would go the same same with what I want to create in the new year so like those kinds of colors as well this is beautiful because I used to love like bright pinks bright blues bright explosive colors and I think that was really fun for a while but it's nice to tone it down and yeah. But it's interesting to be able to see your
0: life in painting and if life was a painting, like the evolution of, you know, because I talk a lot about journaling. Journaling is really an art that I do all the time and people look back at journals and see the different times and spaces that I'm in. For you, it's like you actually have your art pieces where you can see the evolution of what you've gone through. Yeah. So if we were to keep it sort of in terms of colors of life, can you share a time of your life when the colors were very dark
1: there has been hard, dark times for sure. And I think, I think that that's kind of like why I am an artist or why I do paint because of those difficult times in my life. I think that we all have, we all have sort of a story to our life and some people like to consider their life as a story more than others or they have this like view of sort of how their life has transpired and that's sort of how they communicate to people about themselves and I guess if I was to think about my story then my life as an artist or or when I really started to embark on my journey as an artist occurred from a really difficult thing that I went through and that was losing my dad so he passed away five years ago And that's basically been the length of time that I've been painting consistently, creating this habit for myself. And yeah, so he passed away, I would say suddenly and tragically, and that happened here in Thunder Bay. And ever since that occurred, I think I used that experience to translate into art. So that pain of that experience, I translated into painting and That's kind of when I started to paint really dramatic waves and water Mm -hmm. because of of how he passed, which was an accident revolving around water. So for me, making peace with that, making peace with water, which I love, which I grew up on, which was a huge part of me, I needed to forgive. And Mm. that's kind of where I think the idea of all of my waves stem from. And, like, that's, I think, the, the image that I connect with the most when I paint. That's the thing that happens the most effortlessly. Hmm. You know, I don't even have to think about what I want to paint when I'm about to paint that. It just happens. It's almost like an explosion that comes from, like, really deep within my soul. The dark colors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's an evolution. And, like, it really is. Because even with that, it's, like, even that, that pain and that suffering and what you went through. hmm it's still beautiful in its way. And you were able to process the emotions and go through and come to yes. peace with it through this medium. Yes, I mean, it's still sure. as difficult and as challenging as a time it is and as it can be every day. It's Life is beautiful in all of its yeah. craziness. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're very good friends and I've seen your art and I've seen the waves and I've seen the dramatic
1: colors, but I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I don't think that it's something I share very much. It's sort of personal. It's helped me a lot in, in with dealing with like my emotions. And I think we all have symbols and like imagery that we connect with that really helps us get through things. Symbols are a part of history and they're used in so many different cultures. Artists as a whole have things that they always go to that they wanna create. And mine's just become waves in water. I love to surf and I love the water and it it does it isn't just this like tragic imagery. It's now more more about surf culture and, and like that feeling that you get when you're with the water and like the beauty of of waves in our lake that we're based on Lake Superior. You know, there's so much connection with the water for so many people. So it comes from a bit, a bit of a dark place, but then it also. It has so many layers. So, many so that's layers. kind of why I don't focus on that. Or, yeah, of Or course. share it so, so much. But yeah. I think that's kind of where the seed came from. It's beautiful. But yeah, like we all deal with things that, that happen in our lives in different ways. What would be a way that you process hard times? Is it art? Is it travel? Is it writing? For me, it's very much, I think, both. Journaling, writing
0: has yes. been a huge thing. For me, I am writing is an art. And also just living in the moment. Yeah, meditation connecting to the present moment and just like living by how I feel in the moment and I've made lots of crazy decisions of like life decisions based on how I feel in the moment and they didn't really make sense but I look back at my life and I'm just like those were the best calls that I could have made because so much adventure so much excitement so much so many life lessons were within that space totally so i don't know what my direct ad- medium would be to direct medium because i i really do believe life is art yes. and i sort of like embody it fully like when yeah, i dress in do. the morning mm-hmm. i just feel like it's like okay what am i gonna wear today how do i feel today like yeah. you can very much tell my mood how i'm dressing yes. where i'm going what i'm doing i'd love to take a painting though yes and do a painting course
1: of some sort or? yeah just to yeah sort of i'm see, surprised like, where you go. haven't yet considering yeah. like how much you love to learn and you love to expand as a person that's like an amazing way to translate and I feel your energy because you have tons of it you're like exploding every time I see you <laughs> is that a compliment in a, a great, great way, way. <laughs> okay. you know like yeah. so much energy yeah. so much passion for whatever it is you're doing
0: But it's so interesting because that's sort of what you see on the outside and the surface, but underneath, too, sometimes I feel like I don't have the energy or I don't know where I'm going. It's like I feel like no matter what people can see on the outside, we all have these, like, inner – Totally. I don't know if it's an inner demon.
1: We just have so many layers. Inner layers. It takes so long to really get to know somebody, right? As a person, it even takes so long to get to know your own self. To know thyself. Yeah. And that, I think, is, like, the biggest mission of our life and the point. Yeah. But I think it's also important to try new things, to immerse yourself in new things. So maybe art could be something that I want to try. But I think that it's hard for, for people to kind of book that class, go to the artist, ask them to teach them some techniques, or even sign up for, like, a painting workshop because there's so much fear and, like, resistance around trying to be creative, especially when you You label creativity and associate it with painting because painting is such like a ambiguous thing. It's an overwhelming concept for people. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to paint. What should I actually put down on paper? I have no idea how to draw. You said it today. I've only ever done stick figures. So there's like a lot of fear around it. But I think to get you there, to get other people there, there needs to be sort of like a a softness to yourself the way that you're thinking about yourself before you decide to actually paint any mistakes you might make or changing your mindset completely and and not even thinking of them as mistakes just
0: and something I find that helps with this is sometimes thinking of yourself as a child you know like if you were to look back at your life when you were in high school like 18 years old just graduated at the time in the moment it could feel so overwhelming. Like you have to know every single step of like what to do, how to do it, whatever. But if you were to go back and have a conversation with that 18 year old and be like, you know what? You have time. Don't worry. Just take some of the pressure off. Like yes. I feel like sometimes we can put so many layers of pressure on the layers of ourselves. Yes. So totally. If, if you were to go back to your younger self and give mm-hmm.
1: her one piece of advice, what would it be? You know what it's interesting like I I really feel like when when I was younger and also like kind of at that stage where a lot of people felt awkward or not sure about themselves or had insecurities like teenage years I was pretty confident in what I wanted and I had I didn't really have much fear I think that the advice that I have for myself would be more more related to now in life oh. than to when I was a child or a teenager like I don't I don't really have any advice for that girl because I think that I really did follow my heart for a long long time and I didn't have fear and I you know pursued my dreams like I think now as I'm getting older I just turned 30 there's like a lot of pressure from society to be at a certain stage or to have a family or to have a house and like there's so much pressure not even verbalized, but just kind of that you feel through life, Mm -hmm. that you feel from life. Mm -hmm. So I think now my message would be to not care what people think, let go of fear, and to kind of trust that everything that you want in life will work out. I love it.
0: Yeah. I think they're important mantras to have Mm -hmm. and like good to remind yourself on a daily basis because it's so easy to get caught up In people's judgments or feeling like you have to have it all figured out. Totally. But it's really
1: something I think you go your whole life, no matter what. You could be 80 years old still figuring it out. And that's okay. Like, that's a beautiful story as well. You don't have to have everything that you think people want you to have or that you think you need to have. Life can just be this journey that pieces together at whatever point. Pieces together, or
0: sometimes could feel like it's raveling apart. Yes. But it's. Still piecing together. Yes, totally. Does that make sense? 100% agree. So I'm curious, how do you maintain, especially as an artist and following your passions and living for the moment and sort of pivoting and moving with the energy that you're feeling in
1: the day, how do you maintain balance in your life? My day-to-day life is kind of rather sporadic and different, but it's just being aware of what's important to me and making sure that all of those pieces are managed in a way where my energy levels are able to stay high and I'm feeling good in myself and in my life a good indicator of when I I'm not balanced would be exhaustion and feeling really tired and drained that just means I've probably taken on too much in my life so I have to kind of scale back and take some rest take some time being so into yoga and having practiced it for so long I've become really conscious of like my well-being and what balance means to me and that means that all the things that I love are being done in a healthy manner I try to do yoga at least 10 minutes a day okay I try to meditate at least 10 minutes a day yeah those are things that bring me back to the here and the now which helps keep me in balance at night I like to write a gratitude list it doesn't matter how many, but as many as I'm feeling for that day of things that I'm grateful for, I try to do this daily. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes I'm just too tired at the end of the day, but, and if I am too tired, I often I'll just voice record the gratitude list. And I think that those three things probably contribute a lot to me feeling balanced. I love it. They're yeah. all good things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And gratitude is the ultimate form of receivership,
0: So Absolutely. by being grateful, and appreciating whatever it is that you have in your life. You're actually raising your vibrations, your energetic state to a place to attract it and bring more
1: in. Totally. Yeah. I I notice an actual difference in my well-being by doing a gratitude list. You pick things out more in your day-to-day life. Like you'll walk down the street and there'll be like a really nice cloud formation in the sky and you'll notice it and you'll be grateful for it. And it's like okay, I'm just in Thunder Bay. I'm just walking down the street. Nothing crazy exciting's happened today, but there's this cloud in the sky that's shining in such a lovely way in the formation and the texture. Like that has made my day. I don't need to have this like really thrilling, dramatic, adventurous day because that's enough. By practicing gratitude daily, those little things stand out so much more. And you've talked about this before. You're a firm believer of gratitude and the benefits of it. And for people who are struggling with balance or how to find balance, what is balance? Just start there. Start with gratitude. I found for me, I incorporated the
0: practice of gratitude a couple, maybe about six years ago, seven years ago, where it was like a sort of a daily habit. And my Nona actually gave me a rosary because I drove a lot around for real estate. Yeah. So I put it around my car and just sort of had it hanging there. And one day as I was sitting at a traffic light, I had this feeling to just sort of grab onto it. I'm not really religious. I'm more spiritual, but just hold on to it yeah. and at the red light say a list of things I was grateful for. Yes. And I developed that habit. That's awesome. So six years ago, I had been doing that. It's still around my car. So anytime I drive, when I'm at a red light and I'm waiting there, That's I true. automatically – it's like a cue where I grab this cross – uh-huh. No, I'm not really religious, but I just say like I am grateful for, and I'll look around. I and you reminded me because you said the beautiful cloud in the sky. I'll be like, I am grateful for the beautiful day. I am grateful for you know the client that I was just able to assist. I am grateful for yes. that friend dinner that I had last night, and all of a sudden life became more present, more colorful, and just my overall yeah. state more joyful, way more joyful, yes, way more joyful, yeah. And that radiates off of you and it's like people can feel that and then you totally. start attracting those experiences and then other doors open and then you get more courage to follow your own individual artistic path wherever it may lead. Yes. So what's next on your path? We're twenty twenty, a new decade is around the corner. And this is big. Mm-hmm. Do yoga, <laughs> be creative, have
1: fun, be free. Yeah. Would you say
0: freedom is one of the most important things for you?
1: It is, yeah. It is for sure, and it's a hard thing to attain in life, especially when you work or you have responsibilities. I mean, freedom can sort of get lost in the mix of those things. Having a good sense of of what that actually means to you, and like how you can still feel free even when you have responsibilities.
0: So, if anybody wants to find you, reach out to you, see your art, where yes. where's
1: the best way to do that? Instagram at Vic Weiland Art. Um, I have a website, www.vicweiland.com. And Facebook, same name.
0: All right, there you have it. What did you think? Did this episode want to make you tap into your creative side? If you found what we shared valuable, let us know. Screenshot and add it to your Instagram stories and then tag us at the Hello Beautiful podcast for your chance to be featured. We love to hear your takeaways. And did you know that by doing this and engaging in what you've learned, it'll actually help the knowledge sink in even more? I'll include all of Vic's contact in the show notes. And if you haven't already, remember to subscribe because next week we have another inspiring woman on to share her valuable message. So until then, keep being you, be beautiful.